Hello, this is Rabbi Mark Soloway. Welcome to A Dash of Drush, weekly reflections on our world through the lens of Torah. A teacher of mine back in London, Rabbi Hugo Grin, of blessed memory, used to share the story of his childhood in the Holocaust in Auschwitz. And obviously being in Auschwitz is about as close to hell as you could imagine. And he used to tell the story that uh, the word got around that it was coming up to Hanukkah. And his father um, somehow saved up a ration of, of margarine some kind of, of fat and took some threads from his prison uniform and found a little piece of tin somewhere and constructed a makeshift Hanukkia, a Hanukkah menorah and Rabbi Hugo Grin said as a child he, he protested, he said, Dad, like, how can you do this? You know, we're, we're starving here and that that fat, that's that's precious calories for us, for our survival. And his father answered him and said, Hugo, we have learned in this hell that we can survive for many days without food, even a couple of days without water. But we can, can't survive even a moment without hope. And he said, Hanukkah is about hope. And with that, he lit the Hanukkah candles and they actually celebrated Hanukkah in Auschwitz. That story has always really impacted me. And of course, the, the theme, Hanukkah, happy Hanukkah, by the way, the theme of, of Hanukkah, which is so much about bringing light into the darkness and bringing hope into despair and bringing the possibility of miracles into a sense of hopelessness. That story somehow indicates that in such a, such a deep way. And I've been thinking about something else too. Last night, which was the, the first night of Hanukkah, I had the incredible privilege and honor of being in the cast of this staged reading of a new play called Eight Nights by uh, an LA Jewish playwright who came here for the for the reading called Jennifer Meisel and it's it's a story of a powerful story set over eight decades with um, different um, celebrations of Hanukkah but the the, 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 the backdrop is of a of a a young woman who survived the Holocaust and, and came to reunite with her father in, in New York. But as, a, as an older woman, she's reflecting, um, being sort of questioned by, by a young descendant of, of Japanese inter, interns in, in, uh, in camps and talking about that concept of hope where this young man says to her, you know, I understand that most survivors say that they they account um, 
the, the hope as being the, the, the source of survival. And she reacts very strongly and, and says, yes, of course you've got to have hope, but you've also got to have a lot of luck. And it really struck me that we can get too sort of, we can over-romanticize the sense of hope at Hanukkah. We can sort of create this imaginary world where we're going to light candles and somehow change the world. What was powerful about this play reading is that it was, it's really about the immigrant experience and afterwards um, there was a, a, a panel, it was staged at, a, at another synagogue in Boulder, Congregation Neve Kodesh, and there was a panel afterwards of, of various um, people who were activists within, within immigration rights and including um, some people who were DACA recipients, people who had been undocumented and um, there was this young um, immigrant in that in that realm who 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 said that was the line that most struck her because she recognised that as much as hope is important, there's a lot of luck involved in the people who survive, the people who thrive, you know. And so I I think that there's another dimension to Hanukkah which is about taking fate into our own hands. The survivors that I've known are people who who weren't just sort of lost in hopeful fantasies, but people who really took their destiny into, into their own hands in a certain way. Um, yes, a lot of luck. A lot of luck, as the, as the character Rebecca says in the, in the, in the play, you know, the luck to find an apple core on the ground, the, the luck that uh, Mengele, who was doing the selections at Auschwitz, like turned the other way at that moment, you know, all kinds of ways in which that plays out. But Hanukkah is such a powerful holiday because the the story that we tell about Hanukkah is that this this act of lighting the candles. It was not about the light representing the hope. I mean, it is, but it's not just that. It's about having the the courage, the moral and spiritual courage, to say in the face of adversity, and in the face of despair and darkness. Even though I might see this little drop of oil being only sufficient to last um, for one day, I'm going to just light it. And that act, that's an act, it's a courageous act of lighting it. And of course, every every year when we, when we light those Hanukkah candles, there's this sort of physical dimension to it, and there's a deeply inner spiritual dimension to it. The rabbis tell us that we're supposed to place the the Hanukkah candles outside the house or at least in the window so it's shining out into the world and in Aramaic in the Talmud the language that they use as the reason for lighting Hanukkah candles in that way is Pesume Nisa Pesume Nisa which in Hebrew Lefasemetanes publicizing the miracle making it known into the outside world that there was a miracle and we're not going to give up the possibility of there being miracles in this world.
and so there's this this act of lighting the candles and and many people then internalize it because the idea that we can quite easily get consumed with our own inner darkness some of us like the stories we create about our own shame and pain and guilt and or whatever else we might be feeling inner darkness about and this idea that the the candle has the, the possibility to reflect the the purity of our own neshama, our own soul and restore the sense that we have some place inside us that is so pure and so holy and so untainted by the the world outside us and so there's this incredible internal external aspect of of Hanukkah immediately after we light the candles we we are supposed to say um, for all eight days of Hanukkah we don't have the authority to use these candles just to see them just to look at them as if somehow looking at the light of the Hanukkah candles not doing any work by them or using them for some other purpose we reflect that place within us the word for candle in Hebrew ne'er <clears throat> nun resh um, some of the uh, Hasidic commentators especially the, the Svatemet that were studying with some people yesterday um, sees that that word ne'er as an acronym for nefesh ruach which are the two lower levels of the soul according to, to Kabbalah this idea that the light itself, the candle itself is a reflection of our own soul the powerful verse in Proverbs in Mishlei which, which says that the, the, the soul of a, a human being is like God's candle Ne Hashem Nishmat Adam this idea that we, we are in lighting that candle we're sort of bringing bringing God's candle into our own into our own soul and so like all of the holidays there's this this internal dimension and this external dimension and I think we have to of course have the balance of the two we can't just get lost in a sort of spiritual utopian world where we just reflect on the Hanukkah candles and go into deep uh, meditation and that brings us out of out of the world but um, it's somehow like we use the the power almost like the the oil of the candles is fueling us to do what we do in the world and so it was it was very very sweet and very powerful to be part of something last night that was that was not just about you know an internal celebration of Hanukkah or a sort of family celebration of Hanukkah but something that was really about how we engage with the world recognizing how much hope and how much luck and how much taking fate into our own hands needs to happen in this world where there are people who feel in the darkness and what what is our role like yes we we, we absolutely need for our own sanity and our own spiritual well-being a festival where we can reflect that inner light 
meditate on the candle flame, bring that sense of purity into our own being. But what do we do it's with that? How do we how do we engage in the world with that? And how do we uh, allow the light not just to shine in a metaphorical way, but allow the light to empower us, empower us to to help others around us and to and to to bring more, not just more hope to the world, but more active possibility to the world of of transformation and change. The Torah is always a reflection of Hanukkah. I mean, at Hanukkah we always read the the, the Joseph stories, and this week's parsha is is Miketz, where literally we see this incredible transformation from the lowest, darkest place to the to the highest place of of power in Joseph, where he's 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 imprisoned. He's in the in the bore, in the pit, in the dungeon in Egypt left there been there for 2 years and then and then through his his interpretation of the dreams of the baker and the butler and through his his presence and through his not giving up to the despair of that dark place we see him rise tremendously to be second in 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 charge of the whole land of, of, of Egypt to Pharaoh's number two and he, he wears these incredible clothes of, of the Egyptian royalty and that transformation is, is, is definitely available in, in the sense that Hanukkah gives us that, that, that sense of purpose that we can be in those dark dark bottomless pits where we feel the absence of, of light but we can keep hold of something whether it's faith or hope or a sense of, of deep courage of taking our lives into our own hands that can we can crawl out of that of that pit and become become powerful and in all kinds of, of new ways and of course power has danger attached to it there's a, a sense like once we, we, we are in that place of power do we use it responsibly and it's so complicated the way this story unfolds with, with the brothers coming back down and not recognizing Joseph who's this Egyptian prince and how how that all unfolds is is the subject of another another podcast. But I think for Hanukkah, I just want to invite us to consider these different ways in which Hanukkah invites us in. There's deeply spiritual dimension to Hanukkah. There's this powerful idea of, of hope and, and courage and there's this idea of taking life, taking destiny into our own hands and there's the internal and the external 
as shining the light inside ourselves and shining the light outside into the world and using that light as a symbol of activism. There's so much more I could say, but I just want to wish everyone a happy Hanukkah. I want to really wish us all that we can find those those places of light in the darkness, that we can become aware in responsible and moral ways of our own capacity for leadership and power, using that power to bring more light to more places in the world, as well as illuminating the, the depth and the beauty within our own souls. And I want to say, before I wrap up, that if you want to give me a Hanukkah present, if you listen to this podcast every week and you enjoy it, I really um, invite you to, to share it widely <laughs> on your social networks. And if you feel, if you're listening on iTunes and you want to write a review um, or add comments, then it'll just help. I'm trying to build this um, listening public to this podcast. So, Hanukkah, Hanukkah, Hanukkah. Chagulim Sameach, a joyous festival of lights. May we shine our light really brightly into this world. Thank you for listening to A Dash and Drush. We will see you next time.